One, two, three, four. Oh no, oh no. Hey, you still don't know me though. Add it up, count it up. You still don't know me though. One, two, hey. I grew up and grew out, but somehow I still feel like half a man. I feel like I never followed through on any long-term plans. Only twice in my life can I remember walking in the sand, holding hands. Once with your mom, once with your grams. I dreaming memories, future, present, past. I can't remember them, and I can't make them last. So every wake up is a shake up. If you got no foundation, it all ends up looking like clown makeup. Enough with the bread already till I get. I'm, I'm gonna just start recording because um, we're you know we're in legendary status. We're in legendary, legendary company, you know. So um, yeah. Welcome to another amazing episode of Hip Hop Heads podcast where we discuss our favorite hip hop moments. I am No Sage, joined by. Novak, and we got a special guest. I'm finally trying to perfect or corner all of my old Third Islander guys, the Third Islander days. Video Dave, welcome. Welcome to the hey. show, sir. How's it going, yo? Oh, man, welcome. Yeah, man, I mean, everyone has been singing. Thanks for having me. Bro, man, everyone's been singing your praises. This is episode 42. <laughs> And it seems like you've come up <laughs> every other episode, which is awesome. Um, you're obviously a Chicago bread rapper, TV producer, beat maker, writer, a true multi-hyphenate artist. And you have had a creative hand in seemingly disparate corners of modern day culture from reality TV shows to Prince performing at the Super Bowl. Somehow Davis had a connection. And your latest album with Controller 7, articulated, articulated textile, sorry is a window into your world of ideas and memories. That's, so, that's, that's, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, man, there's so much going on with the album. There's so much going on in your life. There's so much going on that I want to geek out on. I mean, I literally just listened to the album this morning and it just, it just went through, just breezed by. I, I've listened to it a dozen times by now, but you got a lot of like um, movie like uh, Easter eggs going on in there. Yeah. Um, a few. Which ones? Uh, what are you talking about? We're catching. Well, I mean, like I'm I'm obviously a skit heavy dude with you know the '90s hip hop, and it's always gonna perk my ears, right? But like, obviously, the Fifth Element. Yeah. Um. There was, I think, a Friday, right? Like Ice Cube, come back, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The one that kind of gave me a gut punch, because there's probably dozens that I'm missing, and this is kind of like sort of an overshare. Uh, <laughs> uh, the as good as it gets, right? Uh, Jack Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah. I think there's a clip where like he's gonna play a playlist in a in a in a car, yeah. with a CD, and the whole there's like a whole premise of that movie where he's like gonna go on a road trip. It's like a forced road trip of sorts, and he yeah. wants to play a playlist. And I don't know if it's that part of the movie, but there's a certain part of the movie where he's not allowed to play it, even though he put all this hard, like, time into making this playlist. So I felt like that kind of hit me at my core. I'm like, I've been at that moment where I'm like, hey, y'all need to listen. Like, no, it's not listen time. Turn this shit down. Yeah. So anyhow, I went on a little tangent, but I love all Yeah, yeah, no, you, you know, those were all, those were all in the album. Those were all little moments <laughs> that got thrown in there through, uh, through either me or through Controller 7. Right. Yeah. yeah that, that was kind of like where I was going. It's like, I know you always had, 
you know, similar hip hop DNA as me, but um, I didn't know how much of that was kind of you or him or, you know, both of y'all just kind of collabing. Yeah, that was both of us. You know, uh, he made all the beats and I wrote all the rhymes, of course, but then yeah, it came to the skits and interludes. We both pulled different things, tried different things. He made some without me knowing. I suggested right. things, you know, so it was both. <laughs> Nah, man, you're like a you're like a visionary. I go back to 2020 with Headass. Headass was uh <laughs> that video, man. The first time I saw that video, this is where I even you know knew the connection between you and No Sage. And I was like, man, this dude here, man. I'm like, you know, you're like a beast, man. You see, you see the concepts, the lyrics are tight, the imagery is even tighter, man. Everybody, you know, everybody that know that knows you has nothing but good to say, Dave, at this point. Thank you. You know, I can't take credit for headass. That's an open mic. He had that vision. Uh, he brought that one to life. And that's his track. But, you know, he put me on it. I, I was really appreciative. That opened up his album. And, you know, I start the song off like, you know, I, I'm real proud of that song. I like, you know, I love that one. But uh, that's dope to think that that's, you know, I knew it was the first time some people saw me or heard me. So, you know, I, writing that verse was fun. It was just, I, I just decided to come at it a different way than I usually rap. But I was like, oh, I'm coming this way. I got the idea and just went in. Yeah, your flow on that one was different, but, you know, the delivery was still on point. Thank you. So we've had a lot of your other affiliates on the show. Iowa Rockwell, of course. Mm -hmm. Your brother, MC Crave. Mm -hmm. And um, Dave Urso. Yeah. Uh, messing around the drums. <laughs> I'm still trying to get um, Surfboard C. I eventually will get a hold of him. But I also yeah. like we we were to chop it up with North Star, so that was dope too. But yeah. man, I mean, like you mentioned, you mentioned Open Mike Eagle. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I just think it's it's dope that you're having this moment this year because with this album drop, I know you both were kind of cooking up a lot of stuff on on the live so so scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the video shows you be doing, but. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to kind of see that you kind of get in the spotlight at this juncture, especially with that that showcase you had earlier this month. That was in Phoenix, right? Yeah, yeah. I had an art show uh, in Phoenix. It was uh, my first art show. Um, really was looking forward to that. I was trying to put that together for a while, and uh, got offered an art show. Decided to perform that night too. So that was like a headline show for me. You know, just you know, only one act that night. And uh, it went pretty well. I'm pretty happy with it. The art's still up in uh, at Trunk Space in Phoenix through oh, nice. December. Um, and then, you know, hopefully after that, I get some more art shows. I want to try to combine that, do art shows and music shows at the same time. So uh, hopefully I get to figure out how to make that work. That's love. Yeah, I can, I can see that collaboration piece. It's like art and hip hop go hand in hand. If you think of about like, you know, how we influence the culture, even fashion, everything at this point. Like, uh, who, who would you say influenced you on the art, on the, like on the art style, like like a Chicago related? Who would you say has been influential at this point to you at point? Um, you know, I guess really only my brother kind of influences me, Crave, just cause he was always making art. So I saw him do art shows. I was always around that. And then, uh, you know, with the stuff I do, I, I really wasn't trying to be influenced too much by other people. Um, 
Frohawk Two Feathers a little bit. Like I've made some of his pieces out of felt and uh, included that in my album artwork and made some felt pieces. So, uh, but you know, what I do, I, I really just kind of got lost in doing what I was doing without trying to be uh, too influenced by other people. Uh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear because yeah, you could you definitely see it. Like you know, I peep everything. Like the hat, man. The hat you rocking right now is, is ridiculous, man. But you know, that's the that's the that's that vibe. That's that energy you always look for when you you know when you dress every morning. You look for something that make other people say, hey, "What's that?" You know, and I kind of I kind of figure that's the way you roll every day, pretty much. Yeah, you know, the hats. Uh, that's just something I've been working on for a few years, and the sewing. I just do that all the time. So. It's my own my own thing, but um, you know, I'm trying to spread it, trying to see if I could uh have it make the right impact, have it be seen the right way, spread it out. Bro, so good. since you since you brought up the hats, cause like um there's so many things that I want to kind of like underline here. I I know you kind of told the story about how you got into the hat making on that um Hip hop trivia's uh, questions pod. Mm -hmm. So shout out to um to Sean to check that out. That's that's a dope episode. But um, yeah, man. Like I think I hit you up when 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 my wife was like, um, I think I see one of Dave's hats on Dance with the Stars. I'm like, no, <laughs> get out of here, stop it. You're like, no, get over here. It, it's one of the hats for real. And I'm like, oh damn. What's Jason Mraz doing with Dave's hat? <laughs> did, he like, <laughs> did he steal his his supply? What's going on? So man, that that was dope, man. How how did how did that come about? Well, uh, um, a friend of mine is friends with him, you know, and uh, yeah, she saw the hats. She started seeing them online when I was posting them when I was first right. making. She was just a big fan of them. And she just always kept saying, like, oh, man, I got to get one of those for my friend Jason, you know? And she just kept man. telling me, I'm like, all right, all right. And eventually, she's like, yo, it's my friend Jason's birthday. Like, let me buy one of them hats from you. So I give it to him for his birthday. And I was just like, right. you know, we do that. And then she's like, she was like, Jason Mraz. I'm like, oh, shit. But, you know, <laughs> I made that. So then, like, you know, he started rocking it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But, he, like, he really rocked it. Like he liked it. I was like, all right, that's dope. So over like last year, he's just been rocking the hat a lot. And then uh, I found out he, uh, he was on Dance with the Stars and I was just like, well, I got to make him, you know, a better hat. Then right. like he's been rocking the dope, but he make him like, he's, you know, it's over a year later. I'm like, I made him one like this, basically. Um, yeah. you Didn't you also make him like sort of like a golf style one? Almost like, um, what is it? Yeah, yeah, I mean... I mean, I made two. I didn't. I, has he worn that one on TV also? I I didn't notice it, but um, I was like, I know you made him a couple, but yeah, yeah, you know, I made I made him some hats, you know, because he's he's a hat guy, so that's nice. He likes a hat. I decided I should make him one. You know, I haven't met him personally, but seems like cool dude. He makes good music. He likes hats. Why not? You know, hey, that was nice, and he made it far. Like I think he went like all the way down to the yeah. He went to the finals, show, so he went to the finals. He almost won. That was good for him. That was good for yeah. you. That was good visibility. But yeah, shout out to him for uh, you know Yo. for doing his thing and liking the style, liking the hats. That's I really appreciate that. Like he's a dude who wears hats, so if he likes <laughs> that, that guy always wears a hat. 
man, he could he could sing. He got he could he could rock he could rock something nice, and he can actually so dance. dance. I'm like, play. damn, you know, <laughs> that's that's kind of what I got one wearing my hats. Somebody <laughs> that can sing, dance, play, all that. Hell yeah, do it. But yeah, you know, I work on hats all the time. I'm I've been working on a lot of stuff. I got the mask. I got hats, shoes, light bulbs, frame pieces, just all kind of stuff. So at the the art showcase in Phoenix, like you're you were sporting some of the the masks, right? Yeah, yeah, I got the so mask. It almost has like a similar aesthetic to it, where it's kind of like a like a patchwork of sorts. Uh, we're gonna get a live a live presentation. My man, there it is. Uh. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so yeah, I got masks, a few masks that I made that uh just you know, it was just an elevation, a continuation of like the hat, just the yeah. style. Like, oh I can make masks. You know, I like them. Rock them on stage a little bit. One of them's in the art show in the case right now. I got a couple a couple more I made, you know. Uh, no, the masks, man. The masks are hot, man. That that do that they do really well. You know, you think about like you know, I got a but I got a partner out in Indianapolis. He's into like uh, like headdresses right now, so he's getting like millions in headdresses. So I'm thinking like you put the you know the mask to be hotter than the headdress he's rocking right now. Yeah, I like it. What are you doing with shoes? Huh? Shoes? Uh, hold on. Yeah, he's speaking. He's speaking love language right now. What you got? <laughs> Ah, uh, nice, my man, take, bro. I haven't seen those. Yeah, you take you take the chucks. I, I see what you're doing. That's nice. Yeah. That's you know, pair. Can you can you uh can can you do a mask and shoe collab? Can you do a combo? I mean, I can. I can definitely, you know. <laughs> oh man, that'd, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. it's just a. Figuring out different things, trying different things all the time. So, you know, it's just what I what I spend a lot of time on now. I know, I know. Crave has Crave seen the mask yet? Yeah, yeah. He's like rocking uh, one on one of his um cover albums, right? I think Crave. Well, not one of mine, but. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what I got. Yeah, but he's he's seen them. Yeah, yeah. I've worn it in Chicago on stage. He's seen it. Man, that's, nah, I like the mask. I mean, the shoes. Yeah, I'm always man. I'm a I'm a sneakerhead. You showed me shoes. And I saw that. and I'm like, yeah, because I, I feel like you know that canvas is that blade canvas. You can do anything with those shoes. A lot of people don't take full advantage of them. To be honest with you, right? Like uh, I saw the day they dropped uh, Nike dropped Powder Puff Girls. And my my 11 year old started texting me from school. I'm like, how are you texting me from school? I miss my watch. <laughs> dad. I need them shoes. I'm like, I'm like I need to drop shoes. Yeah. Get in that virtual line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the shoes are, they're a little hard to make, but I'm probably going to make another pair, you know, tune them in, probably make them with a mask or with something, same colors. Yeah. That's coming. But yeah, you know, it's just uh, I love it. one of the things I like to do right now. As long as you ain't making controversial masks like, like yay and his listening parties <laughs> earlier this week 
you uh, know. he saw the mask. Yeah, I saw. I mean, he got the <laughs> they got the black clans mask on. I'm like, Tyler Quali started talking about it this morning. Like, you can't wear that hat, bro. <laughs> oh man, I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's yikes! It's yikes level. But you know, it's all for the it's all for the project tomorrow. If if we see it, if it comes, man, that album's not coming out. <laughs> man, that gonna hit, man. There'll be no Kanye out, man. Kanye album to be out like, like sometime, like between before King Holiday or whatever. It's not gonna happen tomorrow. Pretty hmm. yeah. first, Novak is spitting some gems. So, uh, <laughs> video day, man. Like, um, <laughs> I, I was actually, um, uh, this sort of might be a stretch, right? I was at a bowling alley last night for my cousin's birthday, and uh, uh-huh. there was a. Uh, it said on the sign, said, uh, DJ, uh, D- we got a DJ. And <laughs> I was like, huh? And where I'm going with the story was like, I remember on the, the, the hip hop trees podcast, you're like saying, you know, don't call me like a video DJ, like on some like bowling alley DJ guy who just plays like karaoke songs in front of a microphone. Now, the reason why I bring it up though, is cause like they actually had a legit DJ setup. It was kind of like a mini kind of gaming club in the corner of this bowling alley. So I was like, all right, well, they got a little, they got at least got a stage. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I mention it is because like, I just love how your artistry kind of leaped into the thread work and to the hats and to the, the mask, because I know a lot of your performances would also be based on visuals mm-hmm. and to the ignorant eye or the inebriated eye, they might think you're just using PowerPoint or, you know, that's it. Or you like some PowerPoint performer, but like, like you say a word about, you know, like what, what that is and like, um, how that kind of like, um, I don't know, energizes your performance and how it, you know, kind of like, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I guess I see a, a real parallel between the audios and visuals and like, when I write songs or make music, you know, I can just see there's certain things I want to see with it. And uh, I don't know, it just felt like, it felt like so easy to do when I started seeing people I know, like I would go see bands in New York and they'd be performing and there were screens and there were projectors. And I was like, yes, you know, a few times I saw people just like project their band name and I was just like, that just seems like a waste to me. You know, I made, uh, there was this band uh, called Stationary Set. They were friends of mine, and they were just like, yo, can you make some video to play while we're performing? And I just made, like, edited some video, some weird shit together, just like project. And, you know, I went and watched their show, and this stuff was playing. And I just loved it. And uh, I went to go see, uh, what's it called? Um, uh Tame Impala. Yeah, Tame Impala, right. You know, and it's just like this big video setup and everything was, you know, to the to the music, all the psychedelic shit. And I'm like, yo, this is ill. And I went to see a Depeche Mode yep. in uh, Brooklyn in the arena. Like their whole stage was screens. Like, you know, you're looking down and they're walking, walking on top of these screens and there's this video, 3D everywhere. And I was like, this is ill. And then when I started seeing independent shows, and I'm in these small bars and there's a projector. I'm like, well, you know, this ain't the stage that Depeche Mode had, but it's something, you know? Yes, sir. Like, 
I just saw it like that. Like there's just screens everywhere. And then uh, I was working with Open Mike, and he was going on tour. He was like, "Yo, if I brought you on tour, you know, what would you, you know, is there a way you could contribute? What could you do?" And I'm like, "Yo, I could play videos, you know, yeah. like while you're rapping, I'll make videos and just play them against you while you're rapping." And you know, he, we started doing that, and I, I had. I just always had visions of if I was performing, I would just have videos playing the whole time. And then eventually it turned into me getting to perform. And I was like, yeah, I'm playing videos. Like I call myself video Dave. I'm gonna play videos and be rapping and make videos and play the videos while I'm rapping. And some of them are going to be the music videos. Some of them are going to be just visuals or explanations or just lyrics or colors or whatever. But all synchronized so when i press play you know i'm i'm playing i'm rapping to the video you know it's not like i'm playing a song and then i'm trying to sync video to it like i'm just playing video and i'm rapping to that so it kind of is a powerpoint presentation <laughs> <laughs> it's ill though man like when i've seen it done right and um i love that story because um it makes me think of the show that i went to where it was and Novak knows the story. Like it was a, it was an MF Doom imposter, right? And I thought it was legit the MF Doom, right? And I had no clue that was his thing until he finally showed up. He was the headline, and then Most Def opened for him. But before Most Def, it was this guy called Mike Realm, and I don't know if he's still doing stuff, but that was the first time I ever seen it. Like, um, I think it was at the Congress I seen it, but yeah, literally, like there was probably some movie footage. There probably was something else and it was all themed up to like whatever he was kind of like cutting on on the the tunes at that time. And yeah, it stuck with me. Like I saw that show like years ago, but like it always stuck with me. And yeah, to your point, like in the New York scene or like just in the indie rack scene, like sometimes they'll just have like these like pole lasers or just pole lights and sometimes it'll sync up. And then, yeah, like for sure, like sometimes it's kind of like a wasted, um, I don't know if waste is the word, but like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of empty space that can be filled to kind of like take advantage of. Um, I mean, people, people still doing it today, you think about it, like, uh, you know, I sent you a video from, uh, I, I call the Isley Brothers uh, concert at, at a gala. Yeah, right. So, so they, what they did is they, they flashed their name on the wall for about an hour. So, you know, I'm looking at it like, you can do more with this. You know, the Isley Brothers, could they could have went down memory lane. They could have showed videos and then performed other, other, other joints, other, other venues. No, they flashed lights on the wall. Ron stood up there for about an hour. Then he sat down and started singing from a chair. So I'm looking at everybody like, you know what? If you paid for this, this is bad. You know, entertainment yeah. value, I do agree, is, you know, it's the artistry. You know, if you're going to do it, Show you, you know, show your logo transforming into something. Show your logo with like energy or whatever. But they just flashed Izzy Brothers up there. They didn't do any type of presentation to come to the stage. He walked out there and started performing. Run did. I'm looking like, come on, man, you've been doing this for a long time. Bring that energy. You know, you could you get a whole new uh, generation of uh, fans if you bring the right energy right now. But I yeah. do agree. Like you know, your your videos and stuff. Everything is hype, man. Everything got energy. You know, like even like um, you think about what you got, you know, what you guys did on the articulated textiles, all those videos for that album. Every video, man, that family tradition video, man. And when you guys sitting on the lakefront with the cards, yeah. the first time I saw it, I was like, man, there's it, a lot of symbolism. It could be the hands you dealt in life, it could be the family members that you connect with. That's what made me watch that video. 
video, and then I watched it the first time with no audio, and then I watched it with audio, and then like and I start putting the words together. But to me, I'm like, man, this is sick the way you guys laid out. Thank you. Hey, I really appreciate it. Yes, you know it. <clears throat> there's a lot of exactly what you were talking about with the Hansy Dalton life, and then the way that the uh, verses are arranged and the way the hook is arranged where everybody's jumping in and out. It's like, you know, playing cards, kind of like going around a table uh, in a sense. Um, and uh, just, uh, you know, everybody having the same cards, but just a different set of them, you know, like every like in the video, like, because it's like, there's not really a game of cards you play where everybody's going to have, I got all the hearts, I got all the clubs, you know, that doesn't make any sense. But it's just like, oh, man, we all got the same cards. But, you know, well, I got the hard ones. I got these ones. I, You know, it's a different set, but it's the same set in the sense that, you know, we all get the same life, but then everybody get a different life. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm -hmm. how you make some cards up type of shit. Um, just the thought of it, you know, trying to get you sit in order. We're all just sitting there trying to get our cards in order and shit. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and it was just always a... Uh, moving forward that video but then that was one of the points like it was always kind of coming in but you know a, a lot of my videos uh i like them and all. i wish i would have had a little bit more time to uh, a little bit more time budget and all that to execute them the way i saw them but we still get them done no that, that was a good that was a good symbol um i'm glad novak mentioned that because yeah um iowa mm -hmm. Rockwell, uh told us that you had a limited time to film it. So it was nice you were able to capture what you did. Yeah, it was raining. Really somewhat <laughs> corroborated, but not really. Yeah. But you, yo, I want to step back again because I, I love that Depeche Mode and Tame Impala story. Cause like when you when I initially heard their story, I had to see Depeche Mode and I finally did at the United Center early this year. So I knew what you were talking about. But oh, you still got that stage like that? No, well, they sort of had other things going on. They definitely had stuff synced up in the back. They like depending on what mood they're what mood piece they were going for. They had like a different like um it could have been like a video montage. Another uh thing that I've seen earlier this year was like Ed Sheeran. He kind of had like different types of like visuals. Like he had like an anime video going on during one of his pieces, like mm -hmm. and there was kind of like just like a live, like rapid like edit of what what, what he was performing to. But the the reason why I want to step back to that moment because like I love that your brain goes there where you're trying to be artistic in a video thing and now you're expanding it um on the textiles. But there's this conversation you and I had like years ago because we I think we would geek out on films, which is why I love you through them movie Easter eggs in, in your in your latest project. Um so picture your room that you're in right now. I think you were trying to like not necessarily sell this idea, but imagine this idea of like, what if you were surrounded in a 360 environment, right? So that room you're in, you have kind of like curved uh, roof. Like, I think you were trying to tell me like, what if you were to watch a movie or a show or something and everywhere surrounding you, there was a screen going on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like we're not there yet. Like maybe Christopher Nolan is bringing us there as close as he can, because he's trying to film everything in IMAX. And you know, I still haven't seen Oppenheimer, so I need to, but. Yeah, I mean, I just love that you sort of, you sort of had tried to keep that, that kind of like spirit going, because like, I'm I'm a film fan first, right? So I always like geek out when things actually, when, when movies or projects, or whatever, like bring people into the theaters. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that was an idea I had about using four cameras, at least four. But now they got those 360 cameras. But then, then yeah, being in a room where you could watch it projected all around you. And uh, so, yeah, still back to the four camera idea. <laughs> Whatever. But then I the whole idea is like when you watch it once, you'd have to watch it more than once, right? Because yeah, you'd have to watch it going on behind you that you didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, like, like just one story. like one movie. And, you know, you could watch the guy walk. You could be paying attention or you could just be watching what's happening over here. Watching, I'm saying you can miss what's happening. But if you watch the whole movie, it'd be like, oh, wow. It always, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a, it's, you know, these are just ideas that <laughs> never did nothing with them. Like, <laughs> they're, still, they're still there. They're still kicking around. But, uh, but you think about that ideal, if you think about it, it's, it's brilliant because people are doing it with audio right now, as you already know, Dave. Audio, they can project it where they want you to hear it from. Mm -hmm. You know, Atmos, Atmos pretty much in, in caught up with video because while audio was here, video was here. Now they're starting to level up a little bit where you got like audio, you can you can do things audio like overhead, like you can watch a bad movie and it's a great movie just about based off the sound. Like, you know, I'm not going to knock the Transformers, but there were some bad movies in that franchise, you know, but they sell great on audio. You know, you mm -hmm. could, you know, if you just played overhead with, you know, when they, when they came down, took over the city and the first Transformers, the audio is incredible. Mm -hmm. But the video, you write about it. Like if you were to do multiple camera angles of Megatron, you know, stepping down out, you know, off, off that off of that ship, you do it in different angles. You can see it from the angle of the person about to get killed or the person watching them smash somebody. I mean, that would be sick in the movie concept. But you know, if you even do it in the video concept, catch an artist flowing from one angle and catch the catch the view of somebody looking at the artist, like man, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, you can do. I see what you're saying about the different angles, man. That'd, that'd be a, that'd be an awesome concept. Yeah, it has to be a live show. I pull off one of these days. Hey, Ford That that would be the shit, man. Because like Novak got me thinking about them them theme park memories that I have that I actually saw. It wasn't Transformers, but I think it was like a Fast and Furious experience where you were sort of in yeah. the vehicle, and mm -hmm. then there was a screen to the left of you and a screen to the right of yeah. you. That's right. Whatever. Yeah. It was yeah. obviously very one-dimensional as far as like, you know, the message they were going for or whatever, yeah, right. whatever popcorn. No, give, or give me that Cloverfield style. Give me that Cloverfield. You know, like you ever watch Cloverfield, how many different angles they show that movie, you will never see the monsters at the end of the movie. Right. That's pretty much, man, if you did that with an artist, man, you only see the artist at the end of the movie. It's almost like he's the, he's the monster pretty much destroying the city. Yeah, that's it, a lot of ways of looking at it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna take these ideas out, you know, and say that they were mine. Thank you, y'all. <laughs> yeah, the, the no, that could be crave destroying. That could be crave destroying the West Side. <laughs> you only see him at the. End, you see, it, he appears at the end of the video. All you see, all you see is the Big Tim or something like that. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, man. So like, um. There's another quick thought I had about the videos before we jump on to something else. So like, I also saw SZA um, at United Center earlier this year, and that was probably like a mainstay of her performance. Like, videos. if you know the visual, she's mm -hmm. like on like a, a board, right? Like almost mm -hmm. like a boat, SOS. Mm -hmm. So like they, they doubled down on that theme. Like she was like on a ship, and at some point she was dancing on top of the ship and at some point she was walking out the plank and at some point like the videos underneath her were the waves you know the screens underneath her or whatever so 
they definitely took advantage of that um that at lost at sea um vibes yeah yeah i like that you know i have a lot of extra visuals from my album uh from the album photo shoot coverage um, album cover photo shoot right some video and i still want to use that you know i still use that in different pieces i like to uh get into a theme like that show show so yeah man i mean it's been a blessing bro to just be in your space all these years you know you definitely are one of my music heroes shout out easter egg to one of the projects you put together called music heroes way way back but um that was like 2000 the first album i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah shameless plug like novak probably knows where this intersection is at do you see um right behind me what um Mm -hmm. what scene this is where where crave used to to yeah. bodyguard yeah. or bounce folks. Yeah, that's stuff. tough tea. I know that's that's yeah, yeah that's yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. That was uh that's our first album cover. I took that picture driving while I was driving, put, picked up the camera, snapped the photo. <laughs> and you caught a bunch of random dudes like just in the middle of the street over there, just yeah, doing yeah. their thing. Yeah, I took that picture from the car. I might have been driving north actually. Yeah, you going north. Yeah, you facing it. Yeah, like, like look back. Click, click. Took a few shots. You know, I used to like to drive around and just take pictures. That was one of my hobbies at the time. Drive around, take pictures of the city, different places. So, yeah, I just, you know, I, I actually made a few different, uh, like when I actually made the album cover, I, I used to make it with the actual photos. So, really, there were like, 10, 15, 16 different album covers at first. And then that's that's the picture that when somebody in Carbondale was like, yo, let me redesign this for you. And then we just picked that photo and that became the photo. But at first when I was selling the album and stuff, people used to get the real photo, like whatever photo I took of Chicago. Then I just cut the word Third Islanders out on a piece of paper, put it on a black piece of paper, put that in the CD. So really a whole bunch of different versions. Textile it out there for them. That's amazing. Yes, I mean, so so folks that don't know, like like uh Video Dave was the um the the catalyst for this this Third Islanders crew. I remember at one of the shows we rocked over here um in this area, Bucktown, Wicker Park, as it were, like you said, um this you were doing intros for all of us, right? And you were like, this guy may have started it all. And you were introducing me. I'm like, I thought about that. I'm like, no, man, bro. You, 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 you were the, um, you were always the abbot, the abbot of the, uh, the Third Islanders, as it were. I remember like, like doing like jam sessions in the back of the bus when we were like riding back from like basketball games in high school, right? Just like, it might have been like freestyle sessions or something. Yeah, just wilding out. That's that's why I say you may have started it all. <laughs> I don't think that shit would have been happening in the back of the bus if it wasn't for you. We Like the mixtapes that you made in high school, like the whole basketball team had them. And we, you know, like that's the shit that we were like listening to. Like, I, you know, I hadn't heard uh, a lot of that shit. Mob Deep. Uh, so like the Dirty 36 Chambers. All, like, yeah, I heard those on your mixtapes, you know? 
So that's why I said that. That's that's where the he may have started it all came from. Cause like I was listening to all kind of other shit in high school too. Like I wasn't really committed to the East Coast hip hop like that. Um, but then, I mean, you you put us on the mystical. I never heard of mystical until it was one of your mystical, you know. <laughs> so bro, like, yeah, like it was, you know, those tapes we had those th- those were currency for like me, Gabe, Dave Acevedo, like you know, Rockwell, Craig, yeah. like those mixtapes. Like when I would get one from you and dub it for other people, it's like those were, those meant something. So that's why that's the reason. <laughs> more than anything that when when I was putting third albums together, that's why I was like, oh well shit, I gotta get Jason like if it wasn't for those mixtapes, I don't even know if we'd be doing this. <laughs> I appreciate that man. Yeah, Iowa Rockwell kind of was um give me flowers too. Like I think he also mentioned like Dog Pound and some of the other yeah joints on yeah. there. Like yeah man, like I, I honestly wish I had like an artistic um hand when I was doing it. I literally was just trying to like cut and paste off of two like, you know, tape decks at the crib and trying to just get us to, you know, get us to wild out to something. Cause because I ain't seen no playing time. So like let's at least jam out to something while while we're doing our our warm-ups because my warm-ups are probably might not even come off during the game. Yeah. Yeah. Me and you were on the bench. <laughs> me and you were on that bench constantly. <laughs> we should have been freestyling on the bench, but we might have been like ringed by the coach. We had to run some suicides or something. Yeah, I mean, shit. I only made the team senior year. I got cut junior year. I got cut sophomore year. Freshman year, I didn't try, but I was from a different school, so it didn't matter. But sophomore year, <laughs> sophomore year, my uh, my father made me get cut. No way. Well, wait, how did that work? <laughs> Because, you know, tryouts was like a week-long process. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, there was like conditioning. There was all that. But my right. parents didn't let me do conditioning. So it was like finally the week of tryouts came. I'm like, can I try for the basketball team? And they're like, all right, fine. So, you know, I'm walking on, you know, never never spoke to the coaches before. They're like, "What? you know, who are you? I'm, I'm Dave. I want to play. You know, I'm not that good either. I'm good enough, but I'm not that good. But I'm good enough. But, uh. I'm out there running, you know, doing it, working hard and shit all week, you know, working my way onto the team. Even though I didn't do conditioning, I'm a little out of shape. I have no relationship with the coach, but I'm out there trying hard, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm trying hard every day. Saturday comes. It's last day of tryouts. Like, you know, try out all week. Saturday's last day. Sunday, you take your ass to church, go, go, go to sleep. Monday, we find out who's on the team. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm getting ready to leave the house Saturday and my father's like, where are you going? I'm like, basketball trials. It's like, nah, you've been doing that all week. It's too much. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Like, no, no, no. This is, you know, the last day. It's basketball It's my trials. graduation, baby. Come on. Yeah, I got to do this. And he was like, nah, you, you know, you got to do homework or something. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I did my homework. I'm good. <laughs> It's like, nah, you've been doing too much of this basketball shots. That's too much. You know, I don't send you to school for basketball. I said you could try out. This is too much. What do you mean, basketball shots? You asked me that Monday, you know? You, she did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now it's Saturday, you still? Nah, that's too much. I'm like, what? I said, no. I said, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I went to my room, sat down, 
Like, couldn't go to basketball chats. Like, an hour later, hour and a half later, he came by, looked in my room, he was like, you could go. <laughs> what? Oh. Like, you know, he thought wow. about it. Shit. He thought about it. He was like, oh, I guess he could go. So, you could go. I took my last basketball trials. That shit was done. Monday came. Coach was like, yo, you didn't show up to the last day. <laughs> you're cut. <laughs> yeah, you're cut. You didn't show up. So, that's how I didn't make the sophomore team. Oh, crap. And you didn't try to, like, tell the story about your dad? Yeah, like... I told him about it. He was just like, yeah, you know. Like I wasn't, I wasn't that good. Like you know, there were other motherfuckers who were trying to give a uniform. Too. I didn't show up to last day of tryouts. Like I wasn't gonna be a starter. Like all right, man, you know, sorry, bro. You know, maybe next year. So I tried out junior year. Went to conditioning. Tried out. Jarka, just cut me. Oh my god. Yeah, then senior year I finally made it. That's when I was on the team with you. So we were on the bench, but I was like, hey, at least I'm on the hey. team. Got them warm-ups finally. Novak, I'm not sure if you ever – so Novak played for St. Rita. I'm not sure if you ever got wind of the uh, the reputation of Jarka because he was essentially like a, a Bobby Knight out there. He would just chew food. I don't know what that is. He was throwing yeah. chairs, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, he had a big time temper. Uh, one, of the, yes. uh, one of my buddies, uh, one of the guys I knew from my grammar school, I was a guy named Fred Reed. He played, uh, he played for St. Ben's. So the the Reeds, uh, his last name is Reed. So he was he was a guard on that team. So he was, you know, he was he's one of y'all guys. He scored a lot of points there and everything. He used to say he built the school. And we was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So you go up, you know, you go up to St. Ben's and be like, okay, Fred was somebody. I, I see, I see what he put a little work in here. I mean, you know, Ben's, Ben's, you guys always had that one or two scores that basically get what they get you 20, 30 real quick. And they'd be like, oh, they got a team of 18 other people. I'm like, come on, how does that work? They didn't use everybody on y'all team, I heard. Because yeah. like, yeah, we, you know, it's crazy. Out of the city, the city of Chicago, you could be, you could be good, but good on good on Ben's basically. They'd be like, you don't play. You could be good somewhere else and play the whole time and be terrible. But that's how Chicago works. You, you, know, you said that if you got no relationship with the coach, but the coach got beef with you, it don't matter what you do in practice every day. Right. It's uh it's shady business. You know, that's Chicago basketball it's the first time in life you learn about rejection heartbreak and you'll spell you know or if coach don't like you i got in the headphones my junior i was ineligible my junior got transferred to schools i listen i listen to raekwon every day going to games because i because I, basically i dress i put on like a shirt and tie and sat there with my headphones on because mm-hmm. like what in the headphones i told him i told him i got uh i got al green on he's like stop it what you really got on like, i got uh raekwon i don't know who that is get off my bench <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. Yo. Guilty by you know, I, I know association exactly. over here. Yeah, man, they didn't want to hear our music back then, but <laughs> you know, you write about the mixtapes, and we had just got the CDs. I had the big leather binder. I'm sitting at games, man. I was ineligible. I just listened to music at games and watched them get destroyed. And I'm like, all right, I'll be eligible in a little bit. Don't worry about it. But yeah, yeah I mean, um, yeah. Music is all we had during that time period. I, I know exactly what you guys talking about. You know, we were trying to find something nobody knew about. We were looking for music that nobody had heard before. Like I remember the first time I heard Method Man. That was like ninety man. That was ninety three. The first time I heard Method, and I heard him playing. I heard him blasting through the speakers while I be working out in the gym. And I'm like, what is the Tikal? You know, I'm like, man. You know, and, you know, No Sage has always been revolutionary on music because. You hear something around him that you would hear nowhere else. I know exactly what you're talking about. He'd be like, yeah, where, where yeah, you get Yeah, he was doing from? that 
he was doing that in 95, 96, where it was just like, oh, shit, 96. Like, I'm getting this mixtape from this kid at school mm-hmm. that's got this crazy shit I've never heard before on it. And, like, playing it for everybody else I know. Like, where'd you get this? This kid at school. You know? He's a new kid. He don't say much. He got big hair. <laughs> you drawing on the walls and shit. Drawing on the walls. You know, that was a- you know, I appreciate you saying that too, because like I thought when Crave was on the show, I totally didn't think why he was in Gordon. So what was the story? So I went to Gordon the first two years, and I was at Ben's the next two years. So where were you the first two year, and how come Crave wasn't at Ben's? Well, he he just went to Gordon. That's the school he went to. My sister went to Notre Dame. Uh, I went to Quigley, but then... Oh, uh, downtown, right? No, yeah. But I wasn't invited back. So then... You might know Dawes then. You know uh, Jason, Jason Dawson? Jason Dawson. Huh. He went to Quigley. What year? He, uh, uh, he might, right around our time, right around our time, he might, yeah, he, uh, he's in a group called Shies Up, and they mm-hmm. form a, they shut sub a lot. I don't have to see his face. There's a good chance, though, because I, I was there freshman year. I was at Quigley my freshman year, and then mm-hmm. sophomore through, sophomore, junior, and senior, I went to Ben's. And you, you came junior and senior year, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, and I'm just... I'm just super geeked that again, like these tapes meant something to you and I would rock well to anybody. Cause like <clears throat> legit, I was like carpamentalizing all the trauma, right? Cause like with Jarka and his iron fist, I'm I'm surprised he even let us play this shit, to be honest, right? Yeah, yeah you got in trouble for it once. <laughs> oh, for real? Maybe I didn't have a clean joint or maybe somewhere yeah. didn't rub in the right way. Um yeah. But the, the two the two um, moments that I'm thinking about, and I don't want to make this the old like spill tea slash life coach podcast, mm-hmm. but um, I think there is this one team that I think maybe killed us. I'm not sure if I'm remembering this right, right? And then obviously me and Dave didn't get any time, but I think it was an away game. And somehow we got access to, I don't know if it was a bag or a stash of CDs. It was just the, the CD changer. A CD like, changer. Like when people used to have those things in their car, like six, six disc changer, ten disc changer. It was just, it was just sitting there, on on the on the bench. Yeah, like on the um, kind of like the visitors bench or whatever. The yeah, like the locker room bench. And it was and, just yeah, and, and me and Jason found it. <laughs> we were on the <laughs> bench, just sitting there at the end of the bench. We was like, "Yo, look at these CDs." And we we're like, "Hey, took them back to the locker room." The whole team wanted them. Everybody was like, yo, let me get that one. Let me get that one. Me and Jason were greedy as fuck. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> These are odds. But the whole team knew. Everybody on the whole team was like, damn, let me get one. Like, everybody was, wanted to be in on it, but me and Jason were like, nah. These are <laughs> so we, like, split them up, took a few, and that shit turned into the scandal of the century. I went home. I left with my family because, uh, like, my uncle and my aunt were there to watch the game, to watch their son, Gabe. He was, like, a starter. He was two years younger than me, but he was yep. starting. I was on the bench. I will Rockwell getting the time. Yeah, Rockwell's out there, like, scoring all these points. Everybody's watching him. <laughs> you know, so, like, ain't nobody watching us. <laughs> <We take it. laughs> so, and I go home, and apparently Jason fessed up when it was like, yo, where are these CDs? Like, they, these were somebody's CDs? Like, they weren't just spare CDs sitting there. 
we got accused of like stealing CDs. Like we didn't steal them, we found them. You know? But that shit turned into a scandal. I almost got kicked off the team. But I feel like the rest of the team actually like came through and told the coach, like, nah, you can't kick them off. Like, so we got like suspended for like <laughs> basically for the rest of the season. Got right. some like one like you guys can come back for uh, what, senior night and with our like 30 seconds in or something like yeah, that. You can come back for senior <laughs> night and you can come back for like, like if I don't know for something, but it was like, yeah, but we don't play anyway. Like, you know, you can come back for the end of the season. Like, yeah, but we never play. Like we were on the bench <laughs> before we were suspended. So now you just, so basically he just let us still be on the team, but he gave our uniforms to motherfuckers. He would rather let play. Yeah. That, but we were nice. still on the team. So, we still got practice. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I like know, but it was better. It was better than getting kicked off the team. When it really came <laughs> down to it, at least I was still on the team. Oh man, it was some that, bullshit. You 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 worked years for that, so it was nice to know that you actually wanted to be on the team. Like, I honestly felt like since my cousin, who is semi recruited to go to the the that school and be on the team, who didn't even get to play on the team because he wasn't eligible because of grades. Right. Like, I felt like I sort of got to walk on the team anyway, but. That's neither here nor there. So look, this is the <laughs> other like um trauma thing I'm bringing up because I don't know if you remember this, right? So when you're saying like coaches playing favorites and trying to look into your souls and trying to say, hey, <laughs> you're not getting time, you're you're, you're not playing out green or whatever, right? So, coach, uh, Mr. Bobby Knight put us through this exercise in the classroom where I think he said like everyone write down something on their paper, and I think he, the a simple assignment was write down. Something like either what you're intimidated by, what your greatest fear is, or some bullshit. And I think, no, I, I think I'm, I'm remembering it wrong, but he says, write something that I should know about you. And I literally wrote down on the paper, I could be easily intimidated, right? So maybe that's why Dave saw me with the big hair, because I'm still just trying to find myself. And then, like, I, I always unpack that moment. I'm like, mm -hmm why did I write that shit down? Like he knows like my deepest secret in a sense. Right. So like, was he just literally just trying to like, like um, be militant with fools just to kind of like, you know, sniff out the weakness out of people. Yeah. And that's the kind of dude he was. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Legit. Yeah. Man, that dude was a bad, and I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're the dean of the school. And then he would like drink at the local bar. There's literally like a block away. And there's all these rumors and all these crazy stories about it. <laughs> yeah. And he was just not, a, yeah, he was not great. He didn't, he had a foul odor to him. <laughs> that too. <laughs> just an truth, old man. spice, bro. I don't know what it was. Just the truth. That shit was. Nah, cool. Before they rebranded Old Spice, oh, it's like it's like six degrees of separation with y'all though, because you know, so you were at Gordon with Crave, and then you know all my people went to Gordon, as you know. So yeah. I was supposed to go to Gordon Tech, and I didn't go to Gordon Tech at the last minute. You know, I got up, you know, to take that placement test, and I was like, I'm not going there. And you know, everybody showed up and was like, where did you take the test? I took the test at Fenwick. They were like, Why did you go over there? I took the test over there, reload it. What do you mean we loaded? Our team was loaded. So, like, you know, the middle of the night, we decided a bunch of you know, a bunch of kids decided that all right, we can win the sit, we can win the state, we can win the Catholic League. Let's all go to the same school. And who we got? We got Nike's a sponsor. Okay, we're going to Fenwick. And people were like, you guys can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, we can. So, like, you know, we made a executive decision to go where we wanted to go. 
Plus, the coach over there had no, well, I won't say he had no personality, but he wasn't strong enough. Like you guys had, you guys had a dictator. We had a guy that basically showed up a pair of old school Converse on and sat on the baseline and stared at us. So he didn't really <laughs> coach us. He just was in the gym. So we did what we wanted to do. And so, you know, that kind of was the reason why, you know, things fell apart because you get a bunch of undisciplined 13, 14 year olds. We do what we want to do. I mean, we would go to 7 Eleven door practice. That's how crazy it was, Dave. You know, you just go, I'm going to go get nachos, yeah, man. man. We'll get back. We nice. Ben's <laughs> so, like that. Ben's had, Ben's had a system. They had a strong system. If, I just, right. if, if the sophomore coach would have been in charge, that would have been a great school. If Schaefer would have been the varsity coach and been I in charge of the whole system. He, like, you know. he, he was nice. Schaefer, Schaefer used to be at some of the shooting camps. I know you thought, I know what Schaefer is. I mean, Schaefer, Schaefer was a good coach. I wish he would have been in charge. He was reasonable. I mean, uh, coaching is everything, man. It's everything. Jark on your staff if you need to. Like, he could be there. Mm-hmm. But he shouldn't have been the varsity coach and the dean of the school. Like, that shit was a, <laughs> was a bad combination. That dude. I remember sophomore year when I first got there, the basketball team put, like, their dirty lunch in my backpack. Like, they were fucking with me. Cause I, cause when I first got there, you know, I was a transfer student, and I, like, talked to a lot of girls and stuff. Like, you know how that intimidates a bunch of dudes out of school where it's just, <laughs> I'm new, and, like, I talk to girls, and, like, I'm sitting at lunch table talking to girls, and I'm like, what the hell? And they didn't like that. <laughs> My girlfriend's at that table. Like, there are 15 girls. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm a new dude. What, you want me to just sit and talk to y'all? Like, you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> they do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, Dave, it's probably people this day still mad over that girl, man. That's the craziest <laughs> thing about, like you know, grown men, man. Still mad. Yeah, I, I got buddies like that. We went to grab school in my again. backpack. And like I went in, I told them, I like told them to take it out and shit. And they like laughed at me and like like basically like fuck you. Like, nah, we ain't doing shit. And I was like, all right, I'll just go tell. Like, <laughs> what do you mean no? I'm gonna tell on y'all. Like, what can I do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just mm-hmm. sitting there, like, what can I do to them? Like, I can't fight them. This is a, you know, I'm looking at hope, like, if y'all don't clean my shit up, y'all don't do undo what you did, I'll just go tell on you then. And like they just, it was just like a new concept, you know, like what? <laughs> Who would threaten that? I'm like, all right, I'll just go do it. And I just went to the office and like told on them in front of the whole office. So then they had to be punished. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I didn't just tell on them in, just in front of Jarka. It was like Jarka and while the sec, like, Hey, mm-hmm. whole basketball team just did this to me, blah, 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 blah. I like, I made a stink of it. So then they all had to run. They all had, so it turned into, so then they hated me. That shit was, it wasn't cool. Oh, I wasn't a cool dude in my sophomore year because of that incident, but you know, you guys would love readers. You know, we openly fight, so that that would you know we didn't trick on each other. So like you know, you had the co-ed yeah. school, your co-ed school people telling on people because like Fenwick was co-ed. So you know, you right when you got girls in school, dudes act different. You go to all boys school, people farting, fighting, you yeah. know, throwing people down the stairs. Man, I mean, yeah, I got, knows- I, I got in a couple fights at Quigley. Being yeah. all school, but yeah, Ben. I'm, I mean, I wasn't trying to fight them dudes. Like I was, that was that would have been a huge mistake. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll fight the whole team. Like, what the fuck is that? That's not smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I yeah. saw yeah, some, some dudes. Got, some dudes got picked on for years, and that shit was. I'm glad I wasn't one of them. 
Uh, I, I, I used to, I used to, I used to stand up for like some little, some of the dudes like that. Like you know, if I see somebody messing with, like I said, that's my freshman, that's my sophomore. Right. You fuck with him, I got, you know, I got to fuck you up. So it's just what that's what we would do in that situation. Because like, yeah, you know, you get a kid in. We had this kid named Smiley. I'll tell you a short story. He had a, he had a, he had a disorder. He couldn't stop smiling. So his face was permanently stuck in the smile. So one day, he decided to beat his ass till he frowned. And I'm like, guys, come on, man. He had a stroke. And so, you know, we argued about this. Isn't that real? We're like, he's called Smiley because he couldn't, he couldn't get that, you know, that, that his whole his position, his face was stuck like that. So they ended up finding out that, okay, we just whooped this kid's ass who has, a, who has a, you know, he had an issue. Oh, we didn't know. We just didn't like the fact he always smiling at us. So I'm like, no, his face is permanently stuck like that. So we were like, all right, I said, why are we going to make this better? So we trunked the kid. We put the other kid in the trunk of the car and drove up and down Western with him and turned the radio up. So that was his punishment. But we put his ass off in the parking lot. So he met us at McDonald's over on 79th and Western screaming, y'all some bitches. <laughs> I was like, well, you whooped, the, you whooped the guy's ass who basically got his face is paralyzed on the right side. Well, he was laughing at me. I'm like, look, he's laughing at everybody right now. His face is probably stuck like that. But yeah, I, I I know what you mean. I mean, we we used to fight it out. I mean, I think um, Fenwick was Fenwick was like tame, like Benz is kind of tame like that. But you go to all boys school, it's like it's like bad being in a movie. It's like yeah. I, I said, jail with books. It's jail yeah. with books. All we did lift weights, play basketball, go to other girls' schools, and sit in the parking lot, like 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 you know, like I got Kelly style. We in the parking lot just watching people go to school, and then yeah. we roll back to school and play basketball. Yeah, Crave went through that. Gordon Gordon was wild. I heard. Yeah, uh, that's Lane Tech about it. That's what that's what was stuffing them out back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon was wild. I heard. I'm wondering if I ever crossed paths with Crave, right? So I was class of '97, obviously, just like you. But I don't know if the first two years, freshman or sophomore year, he would even been there or not. I know I'm Baker. Know I know Mike Baker. Know Crave. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, Baker. You know Baker was at uh, was at Gordon. So yeah, Dave, so Mike Baker is a guy that um, I was at uh, DePaul, sorry, I was at Gordon, now DePaul Prep, and in college, me, Mike, and uh, Novak over here, we we went to college together, basically. Okay. Yeah, and I, I'd always know Mike, is, his nickname is Lamar, and I was like, why do they call this guy, no, this is Miller, they always called him Lamar, and I'm like, I'm like his name is really Mike, why y'all call this kid Lamar? Probably, you know, Mike Mike is talented. He can sing, dance, plays basketball. He can do everything. It's crazy. You know, you see this cat, first time, like, you know, he's like, you know, I can really play basketball. I'm like, yeah, okay. You can sing and dance. You can't hoop. And he can hoop a little. Mike can hoop. He can, yeah. Now he's in the salsa dancing and karaoke and, <laughs> and mortgages. My man. Meringue and salsa. You know, he's like, uh, he's like a man of mystery now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had him on the show too. He's he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're sort of approaching one ish. I um. I also wanted to bring this other quick story up because like, it's not really related to you, Dave. But like Novak made me think about it with the nachos and going to Seven Eleven. The only perk I got from basketball was that. I'd love to sleep in and I really didn't care about going to lunch. Right. So somehow my <laughs> schedule for senior year, I got the early ass lunch. So I think there was times where, and I'm trying to remember this, right. Cause again, like a lot of it's cloud cloudy for me, but like, I think I was able to skip my first like homeroom and mm -hmm. come late 
And since one of the basketball dudes that was an underclassman basketball dude was at the door working the front door, I was able to just slide in without getting any type of like, um, you know, like slap on the wrist for it or whatever. And, and I would just basically skip lunch too, you know what I'm saying? So I just had a late start. I was trying to live that college life my last year. Dude, I had two gym classes back to back senior year. <laughs> I had a ninth period, 10th period gym class. I looked to waste one period. I went to gym level and I went to basketball. So it was crazy. So I was in the gym like, man, majority of senior year. Yeah, me and Dave Osvader used to skip first period a lot and we'd go bowling. We'd go to Waveland. There it is. <laughs> There you go. First period. And then we just come late. And after a while, like Miss Hamby, she just like, she'd be like, all right. Cause like whatever we had first period really didn't matter. And she was just yep. like, it's okay. Like she just stopped writing us up, you know? She was like, come on, <laughs> keep us from graduating over missing that. We're here for the rest of the day. You know, senior year was different. It was nice. A few little perks, things you could do like that. Yes. If you were respectful, if you were nice enough to the people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Life lessons. And, and the uh, the jukebox that would always play um, Bob Marley or whatever in the, in the lunchroom, yeah. people with the quarters and whatnot. Please don't go girl was in there. Oh, yeah, that's who. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Stuck to those, stuck to those tunes. Yeah, man. High school, what a time. Did you ever buy the 25 cent cookies, put them in between your book and <laughs> save it as a snack for later on? I mean, I don't know if I was doing much saving, but I was big. <laughs> I was big. Uh, man. Was, Y'all yeah. had that cookies, the 25 cent cookies. We had them too. I guess that's the Catholic school cookie of the year. Yeah. They were huge, bro. But they came in. Yeah, clutch. I know, man. Chocolate chip, man. Those things were, yeah. They were, they were flat and they were flat yes. and wide, man. I know what you're talking about. You open it up, and yeah. they be as flat as this, but you still be munching that bad boy down <laughs> on that wax paper. Now they're talking about, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the wax paper. Exactly. Yeah, that was good times, you know. I remember, I remember, I remember the times doing all that. Should have been rapping. If I'd, if I'd have really been on it, would have been rapping and making beats back then. Really got the job. Uh, good thing is, good thing is you got stuff to rap and, and make beats about. Them experiences, man, like the stuff we used to do back then was crazy, man. You think like uh, you can make a whole movie off of that whole time period. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to talk about retro. Man, we created retro. If you think about it, you know. You guys have no, you guys have no mall nearby. Uh, we had, we had um, high school freshman year. We had North Riverside. We get, we got banned from North Riverside, so we couldn't sit in there no more. Then we got banned from Forest City, <laughs> and then we go to Evergreen on the south side called Everblack. We called, we changed it to Everblack, you know, because everything in there was selling fur coats <laughs> and, and, uh, and pelly pails and stuff like that. And we see nuisance up in there from uh, cycle drama. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and you got the lark. You guys remember the lark? So you go up in there, everybody, you know, think they got money trying to buy something out the lark, but ain't nobody really got no money. So yeah, I mean, high school, yeah, ninety. I said ninety five, ninety three to ninety seven was a trip. Was the best way to put it. I don't know how we survived it, but we got here some type of way. Yeah, yeah, you because know, we used to. Uh, don't even forget about them bus fights, man. Oh my god, I saw so many asses get beat on buses and shoes taken. <laughs> Every school had a Debo, man. Every school had somebody that took man. people's shit. 
Yeah. Hats on the bus. That was a good way to get your hat stolen. Mm -hmm. Sitting on the bus. Yeah, off the back of the door. Yeah, the back door snatch and jump off. Yeah, I see that shit all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's, man, that was, that was a wild times, man. But, uh, no, I got I got fortunate, man. A lot of times I still never look mean as hell. Or when you when you start getting bigger and most of the kids, they leave you alone, man. I think freshman year, I'm standing like 6'2", like 215 freshman year. So I'm walking around, somebody say, he's a damn teacher. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't no teacher, man. I'm a student, man. You know, but it's, it's crazy when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, those are the stories. That's it's just all stuff to write about now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So, I mean, it, it was a blessing that you kind of unpacked a lot of your artistry during college years and, you know, during the the SIU, right? Um, with the, what's the, the, the term? Is it Faluki? Saluki. Saluki. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that I started making beats in college and, uh, really started writing. Yeah, man. Was, uh, going to open mics and being in open mic nights, different, several ones in college. So, uh, yeah, it, a lot of stuff started back then. And then when I started making the beats, that's when, you know, it really turned into something. Yeah, baby. So that's you know, Carbondale? Yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. That's right. I met Mike and Getty and Hannibal and Tony Trim. Um, Somebody yeah. on our, our podcast was telling us there was, who's the studio guy? He used to work on Kanye's album and a bunch of other albums that I thought he went to SIU. I'm trying to remember what this dude's name was. I'm not sure. But, I mean, it was Surfboard C who taught me how to make beats in Carbondale. Oh, for real? Yeah. He's one I, didn't realize he, I didn't realize he went to Carbondale too. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I met him, was in Carbondale. He taught me how to make beats. And then that's why I brought him into Third Islanders because, you know, he was the one showing me how to make beats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, an that's a teaser. Yeah. That's a teaser for him because I will definitely be having him on our conversation at some point for sure. Yeah. Just another Saluki. <laughs> salute the salute. Yeah, me, him, Mike. You know, Hannibal used to be at like open mics doing comedy. Him and Mike were were good friends. Uh Getty would just, you know, I'd see him here and there. Frohawk Two Feathers, you know, uh High Fidel. He was he was out there. He was a Carbondale legend. Now he's a world worldwide artist, you know, painter. Yeah. Like, yeah. We were doing it. Yeah, I respect it, man. So, so appreciate you, bro. Like, 2023 and before has been some pretty dope years. Like, I'm only, I'm only uh, excited for what, what's what's coming for you, man. I know you you you're working on some things, obviously. Yeah, um, uh, got a project with me and Gabe have been working on for for a while. Actually, started it during 2020 pandemic time. Started making the beats and uh, still just want to finish up one of the tracks and I got to start recording all of it. But uh, that's the Braden project that that's going to be a whole different world, um, completely different than anything I ever did before. So that then uh, a group project that uh, will be getting announced soon, official announcement and stuff will be coming next month i can't you know still can't quite talk about it but all right all right 
that's a that's gonna be a, a a big project. So something something in January. Big news coming in January. Actually, love it, love it. Nice. Can't wait. Any other um, potential like touring, like stateside, out of state with Mike or anything else in uh, general? Nothing really lined up. Going to do a show in February in uh, San Francisco. Um, bet. But uh, maybe do a show here in Atlanta, potentially in the next few months. But um, not necessarily uh, touring or uh, got anything set up. Not until after this show's done. You know, I'm working down here in Atlanta working for the next few months. So when that's done, maybe I can set up some art stuff. I'd definitely like to do more shows and, you know, I want to tour Articulated Textiles as an album and as a art show, as a concept. So hopefully I can figure that out, but. Yeah, man. And the vinyls are clean, man. Like, is this sort of like each one is very like unique, right? The way that it's kind of like. Um, yeah, they were all the Color palette comes out. Yeah, it's I didn't know how many color variations there are. They're all unique. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the the album, that was just my first time doing a vinyl. Like we had decided really early on that we were going to put it on vinyl. Yes, sir. That just really made me want to deliver, you know, a classic album, something that sounded like it should be on vinyl. You know, that was a, a lot of motivation when I was making the album was knowing what I was trying to get. I don't know. I just knew the final project, final product, I wanted it to be worthy of the vinyl, like the sound of it, the look yeah. of it, art, like everything. Yeah, man. Like, obviously the music is um, quality for sure, but like, even like to the cover art, to the front and the back cover art, like that almost seems mm -hmm. like it's like an art scene in itself, like where, wherever y'all shot that. Yeah, yeah. I did that uh, out on the beach in California. Like that was a, a day just I drove out to the beach. I knew it was a good place to take those photos. You know, yeah. Sorry that. I was trying to figure out where I was going to take the, the I, I knew I wanted the cover of the art to be a shot of that frame, you know, that right, frame right. picture. So I was just trying to figure out where. And then when it was like, oh, that's the place. And I went out there and spent a few hours. Took, took more than 200 photos. Like, and really the one I used for the cover was within the last 10. <laughs> I was out there shooting all that time. Man. I still don't know if I got it. And I was like, ah, let me try it over here. And I finally got got the shot that I needed. And it was like, you know, a few hours later, pretty cold. It wasn't a warm day. Water yeah. was cold. So stepping in the water, all that shit, you know. Bro, got, got the like senior all year, baby. That was like conditioning senior year. You got it. You, you made the cut, my man. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Like, you know, I, I, so it was like, what, am I going to find a photographer and hire someone to do this? Like, I'll just go do it. You got to be persistent. And it looks amazing, man. I appreciate you. So, yeah, um, I'm going to let Novak close this out in a bit. But if you had any other final thoughts, because it's just been it's just been super dope to have you, man. I've been I've been trying to chase you. I know you've been busy, so I appreciate you. Um. Definitely um, cooking it up with us and finally chopping it up. Yeah, no, nah, uh, you know, I just appreciate it. I hope people uh, check out the album, Articulated Textiles. My, uh, I worked hard on it and uh, I want people to listen to it. So please check it out, spread it, all that. And uh, just follow me on the socials, you know. You know how algorithms work. I need that. <laughs> follow me.
check out what I'm doing. You know, check buy a hat, buy buy some of the art. You know, <laughs> I got light bulbs. You know, that's the treatment by the light bulbs. I did see that at the the exhibit, so I was like, wow, okay, yeah, my man. I'm, I'm here for all that, Dave. I'm here for the shoes, the hats, man. This I didn't learn about the vinyl until it sold out. So the vinyl sold out quick. Um, unless unless you got a plug on that, let me know. There might be a small yeah. uh, a small amount of them around. I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> I'm also articulating the vinyls, fully articulated vinyls. I'm trying to sell those for a G. Mm-hmm. I got a few different hand pots going, but you know we can we can uh, try to try to make sure y'all get a get one of those. Yeah, man, exactly. vinyl, vinyl, vinyl sucked me in the last like man, 10, 15 years. I've been buying more vinyl. I mean, it's like a drug, man. You start every, you know, as you know, it's art. You know, when you buy a vinyl is different than buying a CD. A CD cover is something that you put in the in, a, in a, an album somewhere and you store. Vinyl, mm-hmm. man, is so nice lately that you can put it in the picture frame. You can, you know, you can play it. You can keep it sealed. You can do or just get the audio, the three, uh, get the audio MP3 and listen to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm into audio. I'm here for all the audio, all the, all the vinyl out there right now. Right, right, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll bring I'll bring a couple to Chicago uh, when I when I head there for the holidays. So, uh, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. We know how to find you. We meet you up at me up at Waveland or somewhere. We'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Novak. I'll let you close this out, my man. All right, man. I want to thank Dave for coming through, man. It's been a pleasure, man. Meet the myth, the legend, man. I feel like, you know, you one of those enigmas, man. One of those people like, man, Dave, you know, Dave is doing this, Dave. I'm like, I got to meet this Dave, man. You know, I'm like, you know, good thing you came through today, but definitely uh, everybody go out there, check us out everywhere uh, where podcasts are available. Uh, definitely go out and listen to something dope today. Go do something new. All right, peace. Peace. One, two, three, four, oh no, oh no, hey, you still don't know me though, add it up, count it up, you still don't know me though, one, two, hey, I grew up and grew out, but somehow I still feel like half a man, I feel like I never followed through on any long-term plans, only twice in my life can I remember walking in the sand, holding hands, once with your mom, once with your grams, I dream of memories, future, present, past, I can't remember them, and I can't make them last. So every wake up is a shake up. If you got no foundation, it all ends up looking like clown makeup. Enough with the bread already till I get my cake up. Too much on my plate, all the space is getting taked up. La 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 la, wait till I get my money right. Wish away the rain, sing a song for the sunny times. Bunny rhymes, hopping high, subject to subject. Judging everything I do, your honor, I object. It's all subtext and loose implications. Where you live, who you know, what's your affiliation? That's the translation for y'all. What you be about? Nothing, I'm just kicking it right there. That is my Theo's house. Might get you out of trouble if your primos don't play. Or that might leave you seeing double after catching the fade. My uncle had to fix my haircut one time. My mama bungled it. You can never guess a name. It's unusual. Like some rumple still. Damn it all to hell. Bite your tongue. Hide your anger. Make new friends. Accept some candy from a stranger. I'm running with some scissors. Chasing down a stack of paper. Trying to cut it up in California like 
like the Lakers, moving more than a shaker, grooving like a record player, dog in a phonograph, what an iconic photograph, I remember that image from back in the day, I've been smiling at infants since 7 to 8, cause I'm ahead of my years, my peers can never run with me, won the bench all winter, but won the neighborhood summer league, coaches never recognized my endless potential. My upside was bigger than a Lincoln Continental. My downside was smaller than economy rental. My temper's temperamental. My output is incremental. I ain't never drove a Bentley. Never rode in the back. I ain't never killed nobody. Never sold any cracks. But I flew around the world and rocked stage with my raps. And really, can't nobody tell me nothing about that. I never drove in a Bentley. Never rode in the back. I ain't never killed nobody. Never sold any cracks. But I still Fly around the world, rock any stage with my raps. I'm saying, what the fuck you got to tell me about that, baby? D A U D Controller 7 V7 Connection 1 2 1 2 1 2 1 2 1 2 1 2 Hey, bro. Hey, bro. You still don't know me, though. Hey, 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 in summation, in conclusion, me and seven mixed our brain waves convoluted. Hey, I'm staying patient, building movement. I just visited my dreams out there touring Europe in train stations, airplanes, cars, and hotel rooms. I got a hundred one stories that I can tell you if I had a time, if I can keep my mind, if I can find the perfect way to make them shine and make them rhyme. If they tingle down my spine when I spit them out my mouth, then I know I found a combination waiting to get out like a tiger in the town square. Tell everybody that you know to meet me there, and maybe we can catch and catch what catch survive. I name a few of my most favorite things after the tribe. I got a lot of questions. I'm inconsistent.